the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thankful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Blizzard hits the northeast, 23 inches of snow falls in Massachusetts, thousands of flights delayed. That's why I moved to California, uh, to avoid that mess, to avoid also the, the anger and uh, pettiness that can happen with uh, race relations on the east coast. Uh, but the weather, thousands of flights delayed, that's a business story. There's no way around that. Um, I think we're lucky that it happened closer to the holidays and closer to the weekend, because when snowstorms shut down roads, people don't go to work. When people don't go to work, they don't earn money. When they don't earn money, they don't push it back in the economy. When snowstorms shut down cities, cities throw out the ice and the um, salt prevention stuff, and that costs money and eats up taxpayers. Don't worry me. kind of wish we would have this storm here in the Bay Area because it would be all rain, which our state needs desperately. Um, Boston, very, very hard hit. Um, 24 inches of snow. It's almost funny. It's not funny, but it's almost funny. Uh, so I throw it out there. Congratulations on your decision to live on the West Coast. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's a new year. Um, new year, you should have some new resolutions. Uh, my new resolutions for the year are to start smoking um, a lot. I'm going to start smoking like at 9 a.m. Drink more alcohol with my good friend, friend Chewbacca. And I'm going to start drinking 9 a.m. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Another one of my resolutions is eat more foods high in salt, sugar, and fat. Like a lot. A lot. Probably six meals a day. Then I'm just going to flat out stop exercising altogether and be reckless with all things that I do financial. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, grab hundreds and pay for everything with hundreds and uh, live the high life. So ultimately when I fail my resolutions, like all resolutions fail, it'll be a good thing. Maybe only one of those nasty habits will stick around. Let's bring in Tony Mendez. Speaking of nasty habits, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning, Rob. What do you think about my list of resolutions? I was wondering where you're going with it. So since you never really keep them, that's a good way to uh, not do all the bad things, I suppose. There you go. Well, it's um, the unlogical backwards way of doing it. So Kim Jong-un killed his uncle with a pack of 120 hungry dogs. That's pretty awesome. If you're going to die, 120 dogs, uh, I mean, you're making a statement at that point in time. So he's one of the things that can go wrong with the stock market this year, in my opinion. Um, he's just crazy. And crazy people with uh, nuclear weapons 
are not a good combination. And it's a hundred and thirty percent true. It's been widely reported that China doesn't know what to do with them. So, um, anyway, there was a, a rumor that he had actually not used a firing squad; that he used an anti-aircraft machine gun. But now the new rumor is 120 hounds starved for three days. So that would be pretty rough. So anyway, um, New Year and things are changing aggressively in the mortgage market. We'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, aggressive changes to the point that this time next year we could be talking about a housing recession if everything that could go through does go through and goes through without change. Um, and again, housing recession is not what anyone wants. Don't think that I'm a, I'm a. I'm not in love with real estate like some mortgage lenders, who I'm not going to mention their names. Uh, but they're like, yeah, real estate always goes up. Uh, do business with me. Um, but I've, I've a vested interest in real estate going higher, but I don't want it to go much higher. I want it to go slowly higher. Uh, the only things that seem to be, you know, falling in trading on 2014. First day of trading, um, sell orders and snow. Um, it was a pretty rough day, all things uh, you know, said and done. Some tax-related selling presumably factored in the mix with some investors cognizant that they won't face capital gains liability until April uh, 2015. So today the Santa Claus rally is officially over. They say the seven days right around after Christmas. Um, it also covers the first five days technically of the new year. So, so far since Christmas, we're up two-tenths of a percent. And trading lore suggests that Santa's, you know, if you're up that short period of time after Christmas, trading lore suggests that the market will continue to move higher during that year. So, you know, you don't have to do anything. Santa Claus has come and he said his piece and we've gone higher. So, congratulations, we're going to have a better year. Um, Another great year. You can count on it because Santa was involved with the process. I've already, I, I already miss those kids from Peanuts. That was a pretty disturbing cartoon. I know it's beloved, and I shouldn't speak negatively of it, but the parents, you never saw anything like, like but their knees, and the wah, 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 wah. the teacher, that's a nightmare-inducing stuff. So, anyway, and then Charlie never got to kick the ball. What's that all about? What's that teaching kids? So, being mean's cool. So, anyway. Um, I hinted at, and I, I brought this up, uh, mortgage rates have been moving up in the last 90 days, essentially. We peaked, we uh, did a little spike in September of 2013, and then things settled back down, and they started crawling back up. Uh, where are we now, Mr. Mendez, com, as far as mortgage rates go? We're kind of in a holding pattern. Um We're seeing a 10-year treasury just kind of sitting, sitting at 3%. We have the, this is the first month. January, where we're going to see the de- deflated by $10 billion in bond purchasing. Um, so it's going to be interesting how it plays out. I personally think we're going to see a more normalized market where the stock market goes up, rates go up. Stock market goes down, rates go down uh, until there's another announcement for uh, easing off on the, or tapering of the uh, bond purchasing. But until then, it's, it's really tricky. I think it's ultimately going to trend upward for the rest of the year, um, even though short-term rates, borrowing rates are going to stay low. I think the short-term rates are going to become probably the mortgage rate of choice in the coming days, in the coming weeks, um, in large part because the, the shorter term, obviously, is, is going to be more affordable. Um, you know, 15-year fix sits at 3.55% right now. The 40, the 30-year fix sits at 453 
up from last week's 4.48. And again, just because I quote that rate doesn't mean you're going to get that rate. Your credit score, your credit history, how much collateral you have, how much capacity and income you have are all going to play into what rate you get, but that's the you know basic norm of it. So it's going to be interesting, I think, to watch mortgages as the rates have ticked up. It's become a lot less affordable for people. It has. Um, so the, but going back to short-term rates, too, is, is home equity lines. I think those are going to be popular this year. Hmm. Equities are up. We have, you know, uh, equity lines of credit are based off of the prime. So as long as the prime stays low, I think you're going to see a lot more people borrowing money from that instead of refinancing as the rates go up. So we're going to see more activity there. Home improvement should be, this should be a big year for home improvement, I believe, because of equities are up. I think we're going to see some strong numbers coming out of the second, third, and fourth quarter. Um, of 2013, and it's going to translate to good numbers in 2014 as far as home equity. I think you're going to see some good building news this year. Maybe trans, uh, get out of the um, apartment building build uh, apartment building site construction into new single family homes. Um, I think builders have they've had some good confidence going into 2014. Uh, this is going to be one of those shakeout years, I think, ultimately, but slow. Okay, so I'm with you. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about is one of the trends that I'm seeing in real estate because, again, it's always you know uh, an effort to put together a radio show and a TV show. And uh, one of the things that I've learned to focus in on is you know what's coming down the road per se. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Each calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. I do have an event coming up not this Thursday, but the following Thursday, the seventeenth, sixteenth of January. To be in Palo Alto at the Elks Club. It's going to be a retirement planning, wealth preservation, and income in retirement event. It's not so easy as to spy a bond anymore. Those days are over. If you listen to Rob Black and your money, you can sign up for the event at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDO. each other like they do and say Again, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. It's New Year. New taxes have expired or old taxes have expired. Um, mortgage forgiveness is gone. So if you're upside down and sell your house, you're going to get hit with a tax bill. Um, now, some lenders, well, not some lenders, but some legislators will go back and retroactively make those magically happen again, um, which is sometimes the case, but you certainly shouldn't count on it in any way, shape, or form. Today we have the S&P 500 up slightly up 4, sitting at 1836. The Dow's up 53, sitting at 16,494. The Nasdaq up 1, sitting at 4,144. It was an amazing year last year. When you have the markets up 30%, some of them up 40%, 
when I say markets, I'm talking S&P 500, Dow Jones Industrial Average, Dow Jones Transport, Russell 3000, Wilshire 5000, the NASDAQ. There's different markets, right? When you have the, that kind of returns, and if you missed it, you're screwed. If you sat on the sidelines with lots of cash, you lost opportunity. There's all sorts of risk. Opportunity is one of the biggest ones. By trying to be smart, you lose I always have my money in the markets. Now, it may not be aggressive. It may be passive. It may be uh, geared towards interest rates rising. For instance, regional banks right now are my favorite sector, um, in large parts because of rising interest rates. That makes their loans much, 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 much more profitable. Um, I think 2014 is going to be rockier. I expect one really good pullback because historically, here's the secret, there's always one really big pullback. It's normal to get those 10% corrections. Now, it's not as normal to get the 40% corrections that we got in 2008, 2009, but that also tells you that 40% correction was a buying opportunity because the market's up 180% since then. So when things are correcting, you need to be thinking, I'm a buyer, not a seller. I think the midterm election this year is going to be dramatic, and the midterm elections is it's surrounded by a lot of sporting events this year. I mean, this is a good time. February through end of July is going to be a fun time if you're a sports fan because you get the World Cup of Soccer, you get the Olympics, you get the uh, Super Bowl, you get baseball starting. Like it's, it's a pretty exciting time. So the networks like ESPN will probably do very, very well is my expectation. Joining me now, Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. Rob? Um, so last year was great for the stock market. How was it for the housing market? It was great. What does great mean? We had super low interest Better than good? <laughs> Better than good. Uh, it was a great buying. You know, if you were able to buy a house, it was a great year for you. If you owned a house, equities went up, you were able to refinance at the low rates. Same thing what it was like in, 20, in 2012, 2013 for refinances. Um, buying a house was tough. I worked with a lot of clients who just could not get through the multiple offers. And if you were able to buy a house, you did well. You got a good rate. Um, you know, we're expecting you know, good growth still in the Bay Area. We have uh, low inventory. Right now, so that's driving the prices. Sales aren't driving prices right now. It's the low inventory. So quality is going to speak volume when you have a, a house for sale. But then again, you have to buy another house. I think this is what we're going to be looking at more in 2014 is, is what are people going to do when they sell a house? They have to buy another house. Are they going to be looking at higher prices, higher rates? So uh, I think people are holding their houses longer. That's something that 2014 show, uh, sorry, 2013 showed us out of the, the big National Association of Realtors report that people are holding on their houses nine years now instead of seven years. Um, What's interesting so to note about that is it's something you and I talked about yesterday prepping for today's radio show is that I think I would honestly, and let's pretend we've had a couple of beers here, I would have to be pretend freaking crazy <laughs> to ever sell my house. I'm in one of the greatest cities on the peninsula with the greatest school districts. Now, the school districts change, maybe, but that will probably stay in my family for 100 years. In large part because it's almost impossible to buy in my city. There's such low inventory. And when they when you do, people are paying twenty to forty percent over asking price. Twenty to forty percent. Realtors are getting away with us, and that's insane. Like what I want right now is um, an inheritance to come my way, and a massive earthquake to scare people away. And I'm buying as much inventory in my city as possible because people are paying crazy amounts. Yeah. Well, it, it was definitely a year that uh, people made some sacrifices to get into houses because 
that's what they needed to do. It was all about getting over asking price, uh, no appraisal contingencies, and uh, it was the strongest seller's market I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. They, I just don't know how that's going to play out in 2014 because we need inventory to continue, uh, I'm sorry, sales to continue driving prices upward. Inventory can only do it so much, especially when the rates are expected to go. We have qualified mortgages, ability to repay rule that's starting in January sure. 10th. Uh, the Fed's slowing down on their, t- on their bond purchasing, so rates are going to go up. It's going to be a difficult time for people, especially first-time home buyers. So one thing that I want to throw it out there again is people aren't selling their homes. Mm-hmm. They're doing everything they can to pass it on to their children at this point in time. You know, I live five miles from uh, Stanford. I will always have, there will always be demand for a plot of land five miles from Stanford. And that's ridiculous. It's, it's um, to give you an example of what a buyer's market, seller's market's been, um, person who bought the house two doors away from me, um, they paid, you know, 30% over asking just to get into it. Um, and there, she had to sign off on everything. So she gets in the house and she finds out that the, the shower has been rotting through. You put your foot in the shower and you've basically hit dirt outside the house. Um, so that, you know, that's a $100,000 uh, upgrade. So when you start looking at the crack in the foundations, that's a $100,000 update. The stock market going up 23% in 2013 gave a lot of people some confidence, didn't it? It did. And what's interesting about that is... Um, she thinks it's always going to go higher, and I'm like, it, it's a mortgage payment. It's not a house. It's a mortgage payment. It's a place to live. That's the thing that scares me the most about people is that they're, they're betting that it goes higher. It just basically save the mistake that they made of overpaying. I'm just going to stick with my quote again. People would rather pay more money for something they like, in this case the quality, the schools, the, the house, the neighborhood, and so on, than something that, for less than something that they don't like. And I think that's been seen here in the Bay Area for quite a long time. Let me give you the example of, of my neighbor. She, her mortgage payment, you know, $1.4 million is a lot of money. Her husband makes a crazy amount of income. But there's not that many people that we can look at that make crazy amounts of income. There's fewer and fewer of them out there. So my analogy is that she was dealt, she's in Vegas, and she was dealt a queen and a king, and she says, hit me. That's what she's thinking, that, you know, she's going to pull an ace and get a 21. Um and everyone at the table was like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do it. Um, and she came from tra- a trailer. Like, it, that, she's, she's just too simple, in my opinion. But let's, let's hope she pulls a nice. And, and he, oh, we're going to break. What are you going to say? I was going to talk about a story about some teachers in San Francisco that are being pushed out because of rents going up. Um, that's another thing, too. Rents are going up. Are pe- should people buy? I mean, I think that that was a mentality in 2013 as well. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the buses in San Francisco pushing teachers out. Not just poor people, but teachers. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. It's Rob Black and your money. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Hundred years ago, the New York Times published an article that was a tirade on cats. It's pretty funny if you actually read it. 
Why waste sympathy and care on these destroyers of birds? I know, like, you can't make this stuff up. $50 a head going into a fund for the extinction of the remainder of these animals in New York City. To pass laws and create public sentiment to protect the songbirds while encouraging the family pet to exterminate them unrestricted raises the question at once. Which of these two classes is most worthy of preservation? It's kind of funny. Like, things change, right? To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac may be too profitable for the government to shut them down. President Obama and some in Congress want to close the bailed-out mortgage finance giants, but their huge dividend checks to the U.S. are complicating that effort at this point in time. That's odd, because... Back in the 1990s, early 90s, when my dad was still alive, he said, you know, Rob, buy Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac because they're always going to be in business. And that goes back to that 100 years ago, New York Times had to write an article about, you know, hating cats, which is pretty funny um, because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac basically went bankrupt. Um, They went extinct, and if it wasn't for government aid, they wouldn't have survived. Um, And it's government aid giving government aid, which is surreal to think about. Federal officials have swooped in to rescue these guys. Uh, Fannie and Freddie play a vital part of the mortgage market. There's talks of of putting them under uh, from a country that runs massive deficits. Uh, Here's a business that makes 40 to 50 billion dollars a year for the government. I don't see why the government would shut it down. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a good friend of mine. Plus, he's also my mortgage lender. Um, Fannie and Freddie, without them... I think the mortgage market essentially goes private, is the thought. Right. Private standards are a lot more difficult than government standards. Okay. Um, you know, a good example of that is Ronald Reagan once called ketchup, you know, uh, a vegetable. Um, so your your meals at school had to have, you know, certain things in it, and ketchup was the vegetable, uh, which is absurd if you know what's in Heinz. It's basically a lot of sugar. Um with that out there, Fannie and Freddie, you think they'll uh, ever go away? Not anytime soon. And I think you bring up a good point. They're making good money. Uh, they offer the lowest rates in the industry and the best standards as far as uh, guidelines. Yeah, they're a little bit tough, but it's pretty much what you want your tax dollars going to. It's a high-quality product that's being sold and, and wrapped in a mortgage-backed security. Um, you have to remember that most of the mortgages that were hurting Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were back from the 2006, 7, and 8 era. And as a matter of fact, those were still some of the highest foreclosure um, and repossession loans that they're doing right now, not afterwards. And, this, and so what they're saying here is that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, since the crisis, have been putting out quality loans and making good profit. Remember, there's a good spread right now in what you're loaning the money and then what you're borrowing the money at. So these lenders are, and banks are making a lot of money and passing this through this, that, that chain of events that lead to that sale of that mortgage-backed security. So Fannie and Freddie are doing really well. Privatization is going to, I think, uh, create more profit for banks. I think it's going to separate uh, along a, a big line of things based on credit score and down payment and, and types of income and other kind of scenarios, and you're going to see a, just a big spread of rates. When, meanwhile, you've got Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae guidelines that offer – really good rates to the majority of these scenarios. And I think banks will spread that out to make more money on, on higher-risk pr- products. It's going to be tricky because they own $5 trillion worth of mortgages. And you know, no matter how you dress it up, it pretty much comes down to private sector investors doing very well when times are good and taxpayers on the hook or liable when times are bad. 
And that's not sustainable in the eyes of Congress, but the profits are so wonderful right now. Congress is still stuck in the crisis when we're not in the crisis anymore. Government would have had to shut down if it wasn't for the you know, dividend checks that these guys gave the government. They were able to avert a shutdown last year um, because of it. Fannie Mae was founded in '38 uh, during the Great Depression. Some people say it's, it's you know, an archaic idea that the government helps people with uh, getting into homes. Some people say that, you know, that's the American dream. I'll tell you this. A lot of mortgage lenders go bankrupt um, if Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac goes, uh, goes away. Because I think the number of loans shrinks. Well, it's already shrunk. Yeah. Um, and as a mortgage yep. lender, you, you volume, volume, volume benefits you. So, anyway, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, there's rumors out there that Apple's working on an iPad Pro, which is interesting because Tim Cook, you know, once took a shot pretty aggressively at the Microsoft service, Surface saying, you know, you put a refrigerator with a toaster, and people don't really want that. And he basically was saying the Microsoft Surface is a tablet with a keyboard, and now it looks like Apple's working on a tablet with a keyboard, and... Uh, sometimes this day and age, saying things really put you out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, we haven't had a correction in 27 months. We haven't had a 10% pullback in 27 months. Um, and it's good and normal. You know, most declines in the stock market, 40% of the time happen in midterm election years. So we're looking for something 5 to 10% this year. There's no doubt about it. It's been too long. Typically, we have a pullback of 5 to 10% every 18 months. It's been 27 months, to say the least. It's going to be volatile this year. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Do you hate cats? Are you like the people in New York City from 100 years ago that they were eating your precious songbird? Um... I don't know. It just seems weird, right? Looking at some of these things and seeing how life does truly change on a pretty aggressive basis. Asian markets have been on the defensive today after China's non-manufacturing PMI fell. Uh, We're paying a lot of attention to China. So and here's what's interesting. If you paid attention to China last year, you didn't do good. You know, we're paying too much attention to China and not investing enough in our markets. And China would come out with bad news and like, oh, no. Bad news, and the market would rally behind it. Low volume expected to finish out the holiday shortened uh, week today. Uh, consumer discretionary, financials, and healthcare doing well. Weakness is seen in consumer staples, technology, telecom. Um, Apple's lower, um, having slipped two days in a row. Uh, that's a pretty aggressive slip at Apple. Um, ultimately, the, the broad technology sector not doing well either, so things are a little bit shabby out there. Um, especially in the areas of growth. It's it's tricky because we had a strong September, October, November, December, and like I said, the market hasn't had a pullback in a while, and it just keeps marching ahead. S&P 500 is up 5, the Dow is up 61, the NASDAQ is up 4, crude oil sits at $95 a barrel, gold sits uh, fractions at 1234. I can't come up with one scenario that gold goes higher in 2014 unless there's a nuclear war. That's one scenario. Let's just put it this way. That's not exactly the best one out there. Get your calls. 
Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Tony Mendez is here with BayAreaLoanSource.com. This time of the year, uh, dry up in applications or people shopping 24-7-365? Uh, the, the holidays and the winter is what I would consider a very aggressive time for new home buyers, people who are looking for deals as well. Um, we just saw a report that the, there's more people today saying that they want to buy a house in the next six months than there was in 2000. So there's still a lot of pent-up demand, uh, just not a lot of inventory. I think that um, we need more sellers to say, you know what, we need to sell the houses. But they're also, they also become buyers. So there's really not a lot of activity. I think that um, you're still going to fight uh, multiple offers. Uh, you're going to f- fight the new mortgage rules that are coming up. So I think a lot of people are just trying to figure out what's going to happen in 2014 first, see what ha- heads, how the market heads. Um, I really don't know how to answer that. It, it's it's going to be a tough year. I think it's going to be a dull year. What's your typical customer look like? Um, you know, for financial planning, it's someone who's 45 to 60, maybe 45 to 65. It's, you know, you rule out a lot of young people because they're accumulating wealth. Uh, dual income family, 30 to 50 range, um, been at their job, you know, two plus years, uh, good savings. Very rarely do I see somebody using all of their assets when they're buying a house. Um, you know, the refinances are, are slow and few in between. Uh, you know, a few people that just thought that they have a good deal in the past, you know, sitting at a 5 or 6% rate, they're hanging on their loan, maybe they don't care. They're starting to think about refinancing. I, I really do think that if it, it, it is going to be your 2014 is your last chance to get the low super rates for a, a long period of time. So I think refinances will finally shake out. Um, but my typical buyers, you know, good credit score. They've, they've done their research on what kind of product they want. Um, sometimes the scenario is a little bit trickier, so they need someone like me to help them figure, you know, what works best for them. Um, and I think that's really what 2014 is going to play out. It's going to be shopping for product, not for rate, because the way that the lenders are going to be doing this mortgage, uh, the, the qualified mortgage rule, is going to mean that, that, that lenders really will have more play in deciding how you end up in, in your products and, and how you qualify. And if you try to do it on your own, you, you could make more mistakes in 2014 than you did prior. One of the things I uh, was doing this morning, I got up at 4 a.m., was reading through the USA Today, you know, looking for... Um, Odd little angles, and I don't know if this is odd for you or not. Um, but they showed the shows that are coming back this winter, and they showed this how many thousands of people are tweeting about it, and that's why Twitter is moving higher because like 200,000 people are waiting for Walking Dead to come back, so you can be an advertiser and reach out to those 200,000 people with a direct bullet shot of a hit. We'll talk about that and more about Black and Your Money. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. One of the stocks that I like and that I highly urge you to look into. And this is a very odd concept. It's Chipotle. I tend not to recommend stocks that are crazy overpriced. I think that'll get you into trouble more often than not. Chipotle Mexican Grill, $527 stock. 
trades at 53 times earnings. And you compare that to McDonald's, you go, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and it doesn't make any sense. It's got a market cap that's reasonable, $16 billion, when you compare that market cap to something like a McDonald's. And I'm going to start to get to the reason why. Chipotle, we've known about, they've got a concept in L.A. and in Washington, D.C. called Chop House, which is the same basic idea. There's, you know, four meats to choose from, there's vegetables to choose from, and there's sauces to choose from. Same thing with Chipotle, Mexican Grill, when you're basically building a burrito um, or a wrap. McDonald's has a market cap of $96 billion. So you go $16 billion to $96 billion, you know, let's say one-fifth the size for poops and giggles. Um, I think Chipotle could take them. And I'll tell you why. And I'm, I know you're saying you're predicting Chipotle could take McDonald's. Not in my lifetime, but over my lifetime and into my next lifetime, which doesn't make any sense. But I look at investing as 20 to, 60, 20 to 40 years. And um, they've also got a new concept. Again, Chop House, they haven't even rolled out. They're still testing it. I think Chipotle can add breakfast instantly and get people lined up out their door. Not, out, not lined up out their door, but pretty close. When you can choose an Egg McMuffin or a fresh egg burrito, a breakfast burrito, what are you going to choose? Um, I was offered frozen food over the holiday season by a family member. And I said, you know what? I'll just drink beer. Like, I don't want frozen noodles. I don't want frozen pasta. I don't want frozen pizza. Um, even the DiGiorno's, which try as they can to get it right, they're still not quite right in frozen pizza. Now you're, I know you're saying, you're a food snob. I kind of am. And that's what plays into this whole theme. Okay, so Chop House is fast Chinese. High quality, fast high quality Chinese. Chipotle is fast, convenient, fresh Mexican. Uh, they also have this concept, believe it or not, tied towards pizza now that they're testing in Denver. Now, they're, they're not admitting to any of this. They're just saying, you know, it's just a concept that we're playing with. Now, the pizza concept is pretty interesting in the sense that you basically go in, they give you some dough, you sauce it, you put on the fresh ingredients yourself, you take it to the oven, you watch it get cooked. It's a pretty fast process. Um, I worked at a pizza place, Domino's, in college it doesn't take long. You could slap out dough. You could have sauce on it. You could have cheese. The whole process, six, seven minutes most from slap to, you know, out the door. So a pizzeria concept that's fresh that you can do it yourself, I get it. Um, again, it's the fresh ingredients. If I could have fresh basil on my pizza, mmm, yummy, right? So a lot of things have to fall right for Chipotle to justify that stock price, but I think they could. Because that statement that I said is, someone offered me frozen food over Christmas. And I said, mm, well, I'll pass. I'll just drink my, my fresh beer. I got a, a growler of Russian River beer. Best Christmas present I ever bought myself. I sent out a picture of it with a Santa Claus hat on. Uh, Tony Mendez, hey, any thoughts on Chipotle or any thoughts on what I've been saying about fresh food? Um, no, not really. Uh, I don't eat a lot of fast food. I make most food at home. But, yeah, if I was to go out, I'd like the fresh food. Okay. Um, I, I like the burrito type of thing. I, I had a, this gourmet burrito the other day. It was amazing. Yep. And you get to make it on your own, kind of. I mean, if somebody does it for you, but you get to tell what, what, what they put in it. Have you ever been to a Chipotle? Um, I, you need to try it because you have some investment dollars lying around, and you should, this is something you should think about. 
It's an ugly-looking pizza, though. Well, that's not a good example. So, um, I don't know if I would want to make my own pizza, though. That's going to be a tough concept. Yeah, here's the kicker. Though. You, don't, you don't have kids. And I told you, I've been studying millennials for quite a while. And the millennials care more about lifestyle than anything else. Um, if you had a kid today and you take your kid to McDonald's, it's almost like smoking a cigarette in front of your kid. Like moms are, are frowned upon. Only you know poor people or low-income people to go to McDonald's. Um, so anyway, here's some of the concept pictures of what it's like to make your own pizza. So you're not really making your own pizza. It's kind of a cafeteria angle where you start with red pizza, white pizza, then you get it to your. You don't actually handle the dough. You, they do it. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like a subway where. It's kind of like a subway, subway with fresh you, ingredients. There you go. Okay, now I get that. Anyhow, um, and there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money in uh, charging for extra, for nicer ingredients. So, anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. Anything that you want to talk about? Nothing particular. It's all real estate. BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, it's okay if you want to talk a little real estate. I was, looking for, I was looking for to get an answer from you earlier. And hold on, let's see, we got a call. Maybe I'll take a call. Let's go to Ron in Mountain View. Uh, hello, Rob. Hey. Uh, yes, I'm calling about 3D technology, uh, ticker symbol DDD. Yeah, this is a stock that I recommended in my uh, newsletter about 20 months ago. Uh, oh. Do you own it yet, or are you looking to join the party late? Uh, looking to join the party. Yeah. So there you go. You have the answer. Um, it is a company with a very high PE. It's a momentum stock. There's four types of stock, in my opinion. There's... And thanks to the call, there's value, there's growth in value, there's growth, and there's momentum. Um, this is a stock that I, you can go back to my newsletters and take a look because they're all archived. I pushed and recommended it at 12 to $16. Uh, I pushed it twice. It's 3D printing. Um, you can make a gun with 3D printing. You can make, they think they're going to be able to make a liver this year with 3D printing. Um, you know, the concept of it is pretty large. Um, unfortunately, I ran out of time to talk about it in this segment, so I'll talk about it in the next segment. Uh, 3D Systems and their competition is a company called Stratasys. It's a pretty new industry. Um, people have made artificial legs with 3D printing, so there's a lot of cool things that can be done with it. How big of a market? I'll talk about it when we come back. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black, in your money. Okay, and Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, when we last left off, someone was asking me about a company called 3D Systems. And I said I'd talk a little bit more about it during the you know commercial break, uh, after the commercial break. The company designs and engineers, you know, really cool concept things. They make what are called stereolithography apparatuses, and it basically it, it prototypes um, 3D objects uh, designed in CAD CAM software. Um, it can do plastics. It can do, it's kind of a modified inkjet printing system, um, raw plastic, uh, metal consumables. Uh, customers in the past have included GE Hasbro Texas Instruments. My dentist, um, he was telling me, like, one of the areas that it always, I always wanted to understand business, and 
the lab business, like, if I had a kid today and I could send him to any career at all, if making, like, veneers, you crack a tooth and you get a veneer, it's like two, $3,000, uh, sometimes four or $5,000. And all it is is a dentist taking a mold of your teeth, sending the mold off to a lab and someone, you know, pouring it and correctly sanding it. And that whole industry is screwed because of 3D printing. So if you had sent your kid to college to become a lab specialist... Now 3D printers are being sold to dentists in their office, so they can charge three to five thousand dollars for a veneer, but they can do it in their office for pennies on the dollar, pennies on the dollar. Now the machine's expensive, but it's 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 faster turnaround, which makes you happy as a customer. Um, so obviously you can see where the industry could have just huge upside because it's putting a whole industry out of business. One thing that I want you to do caller Ron, if that is your name, is Google Fortune 500 or Fortune Fastest Growing Companies. And that's a great area to do research if you're looking for the next big thing. Um, I found 3D Systems three years ago by reading Fortune's Fastest Growing Companies. Now you're three years into it, it's gone from $30 million in revenue to $370 million in revenue, uh, which is pretty aggressive, you know, move. What's their potential? That's a little bit tougher to note. What I would do is I would call the company and I'd get a copy of their annual report and read their annual report. Their annual report's going to have all their quarterly filings in it, their S filings. It's going to have material information on who the company's competitors are. It's going to show you where their growth has been, where they think their growth can be. It's going to tell you if there's any lawsuits pending against the company. Um, they've been buying a lot of companies, rolling them up into their business model. Uh, 3D printing, we've heard the stories, you know, terrorists are going to be able to make guns that, you know, aren't made of metal, so they'll be able to get them on flights. And Yeah, it, it's a horrible, terrible world out there. Um, CES starts, I want to say next week. I'm not 100% positive. Uh, but it's in Las Vegas, and CES is a consumer electronics show where 3D Systems is going to be showing a dozen new products, uh, a lot of new partnerships, some immersive experiences that you know really show where they're going, their catapult vision, per se. Um, so they're at booth 31424, if you want to stop by Vegas and check them out. If you can't read the annual report or if you can't go to Vegas, I don't think you can buy stocks. Like, you can't just say, it's now my turn. Walmart's uh, UK subsidiary... ASDA says they're ready to roll out 3D printing services to 50 stores. Um, and you're like, okay, that's kind of inter- new. Um, some of their newer printers are capable of growing 20 to 25% organically over the next two years. Um, the company has a premium valuation, 3D Systems does. Uh, it's reflecting investor recognition of multiple growth drivers that underpin their business. Um, that's about all I could really throw out there on it for you. Uh, 2014 is going to be a very good look year for 3D printing. Um, it's going to have a little bit more investment opportunities. You're going to learn more about the different materials that are being brought to 3D printing. If you've never seen 3D printing, I highly recommend you go to um, YouTube and take a look at some of the, vi- the videos on it because it's it's almost impossible to explain. Um, ValueJet was acquired. X1 is also another name that's still around in the business. Uh, you're looking for pullbacks or you're looking to scale in. I would not... I would not build a portfolio out of super fast-growing companies because when it goes from hyper-growth to growth, it's going to be ugly. So um, there you have it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I think I hit that one as best as I could. Um, taking a look at the markets today, 
we have uh, kind of some you know weakness going on, and it's interesting to note that January, February, well, not January, February, um, September, October, November, December, great months on the market. And then we had a little bit of a, a bump of, we have very low volume right now, uh, but we're moving higher. Dow's up 64, SP 500's up 4, NASDAQ's down a couple fractions. NASDAQ's really weak on tech weakness, um, particularly tied to towards Apple computers. Um, I still think my, my sector of the year is, I'm standing by this one, it's in banks, uh, regional banks, that's what I said last year. That's what I said the year before, and they've done very, very well. Um, 800-516-1220. This will be an interesting year on um, real estate. Real estate and autos have really helped the stock market out in the last few years. Uh, real estate, just a recovery. It doesn't take much more than just saying a recovery helped enormously. People felt a little bit better. Um and recovery gives a little bit more confidence and, you know, home equity lines of credit and um, people can, you know, get out of their upside down home. But cars as well, GM sales slipped today. Ford, Chrysler posting gains. Toyota sales slide. Hyundai sets a record. Um, Hyundai, which is pretty interesting. If you take a look at the last 10 years of Hyundai, uh, South Korean auto manufacturer, no one thought that they or Kia were going to be players. Um and their first couple cars, they literally would show you, like, the styrofoam bumper, and you're like, that's not good. Styrofoam bumper can't be good. Um, but they've done very, very well. So a strong year for the Elantra and the Santa Fe families of vehicles. And Kia's getting into luxury automobiles this year, which is a smart move. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. With a 10-year treasury moving to 3%. Well, what has happened in the mortgage market in the last 45 days? Well, you know, in spatial of the mortgage rules, what they call qualified mortgage rules, and the ability to repay rule is coming up on January 10th. So a lot of people were fearful that that was going to cause some, you know, backlash. A lot of people were going to not qualify. It's estimated that in 2014 that 20% of the people that qualified in 2013 will not qualify in 2014. So that's a big, that was a big media push going into 2014. In the last 45 days, we've seen rates kind of uh, peak back up. Uh, near the end of the beginning of the fall, they were a little bit higher. So we're, we're near the, the 12-month peak of uh, high interest rates right now. So back going to May 20th, 2013, when they started announcing tapering, it's just gone straight up. Um, it's just, you know, 1% is about 12% higher in payment. So it's going to be a little bit more expensive in 2014. Can you say that again? 1% move is... In rate is about 12% in your payment. Okay, that's not terrible. It's not terrible, but on a you know $3,000 mortgage, you know that's another 300 bucks or so. Um, so it, it, it's hitting the wallet. It's hitting uh, the wallet. Uh, inventory's down, so prices are still going up. There's a lot of fl- uh, flipping of equity from one house to another, so a lot of people are are moving from, you know, that's two-bedroom, one-bath to a three-bedroom, two-bath, uh, and moving that equity. So that was what 2013 brought with the higher home prices. So this will be a, what, what I call like a Saturday in a golf tournament, a moving day. Thanks very much. It's Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You gave it.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Sitting in with me today, Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Twitter shares are rising today based on a report out of Evercore Partners, Kensina, that the company is in a strong position to rake in cash from video advertising. And this took me a moment to really play through in my head. Uh, Twitter is a San Francisco company, thousands and thousands of employees. Uh, they moved into part of San Francisco, and they instantly revitalized the neighborhood and shot rents through the roof um, because people want to work, live close to where they work. They got San Francisco to concede um, a lot on taxes uh, because they're bringing a lot of young people into that uh, city, so to speak. Digital video advertising is booming. Spending is expected to hit $4.1 billion. Now, I like the show The Walking Dead, or as I like to refer to it, that zombie show. More and more Americans are watching it every week, every year, year over year. Um, So it's gaining in popularity. It has a Twitter following, let's just say, of 200,000. Now, the show probably has, let's say, 7 million viewers. You can go to Twitter and say, hey, we want to target the zombie people. We're, we're this new haunted house where you can recreate a zombie run. Or they can put it on ABC, NBC, CBS during a football game. Or they can put it on during the zombie show where the zombie show kind of has you. because they, they, So some of these outlier media things, i.e., your eyeballs are at Facebook, your eyeballs are at Twitter, your eyeballs are not just on the first screen, the TV screen, they're now on a second screen. They're going to have maybe a smaller audience, but it's a dedicated audience that is clearly looking for that content. So um, targeted advertising is going to go through the roof. Um, And Twitter doesn't have to make television rates to be wildly profitable because their infrastructure isn't content. Their infrastructure is distribution of content. Um, Other people create that content. They don't create it. They let us do the talking, us do the speculating. Follow me at Rob Black Show. So they can run an advertisement under at Rob Black Show for Fidelity. Fidelity could say, I want to uh, blast an advertisement to all financial radio shows that are followed on Twitter. Boom, done. That's pretty impressive. So back to Twitter. Um, instantly changed the San Francisco landscape. I'm not going to say revitalize San Francisco because that's a bit of a, a, like, duh. There's so many good things to like about it. But when I first moved to San Francisco, there was a lot of people moaning and groaning about um, all the dot-comers are coming in, and they're pushing the artists out of San Francisco and Oakland. Now, I was talking with Tony Mendez during the commercial break, and I said probably the safest area to invest in Bay Area real estate right now is Oakland. It's, I think it has the most upside with the least amount of downside. The city has a bad reputation, crime, dirty. It's not San Francisco. It's not San Jose. It's, you know, San Francisco is the city. Oakland is in the shadow of the city. Uh, the Oakland A's can't sell out a, a, a game. They have to put tarps on the top level. It sucks to be associated with Oakland, right? So it's got the bad reputation, which lowers the value of, of homes. I could buy two homes in Oakland for the house that I bought in San Carlos. Easy. Two for one. So I think it has the most upside because the next tech company, okay, Snapchat. Snapchat was seen during the uh, Rose Bowl parade, the Sanford Band, who I think is awesome. Um, you know, the people in Iowa got to see band people with, like, wigs on and playing the kitchen sink, literally. And they formed the Snapchat logo to kind of basically send a, a middle finger to the rest of the nation that our university, Stanford, creates billion-dollar companies. Our, you come here and you may start a billion-dollar company like Yahoo. 
I don't know, Yahoo was Berkeley or Stanford. I, I'm at the point now where I'm just, Google was Berkeley, something, I don't know. Um, but neither here nor there. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Um, I think the next company that says, you know, we're going to live in Oakland, home prices are going to just shoot up. And tech companies are running out of space of where they can plant employees. So I think, you know, it's a big city. It's got infrastructure. It's got restaurants. Uh, it's got a, a good night scene. Um, plus, it's got a bad reputation that can be instantly changed with a tech company planting roots there. So if I were a real estate investor, there's no chance I'd be buying on the peninsula. There's a big chance I'd be buying in an attractive area, big city, that is just waiting for a tech company to call it home. And they will. I'd like to disagree with you, but I don't. Yeah. You know, we were talking during the break about the Google buses and the um, Twitter buses and the uh, Apple and and Facebook. Um, They're running through Oakland. They're dropping off employees in Oakland and, and taking them down to Cupertino and Mountain View and... Uh, I think it's just a matter of time before someone throws o- out a big. Book. Oakland has the um, they have Bart. Yep. Um, they have the, the freeway. Yep. So I mean, it, it fits everything that you would want. It, it has some high taxes. I think a lot of people worry about that, and it only goes up because they have you know, you know some some issues that they have to deal with. You know, their, their budget, for example. Um, but that, that, those budget issues are fixed with higher incomes. And higher home prices. And higher home prices. So I think there could be some big incentives for a, a large company to come in, similar to what they did for Twitter, with some tax breaks, bring them in, raise some home prices, get some more higher-paying jobs in, in the city. Um, you know, a lot of people have some misconceptions about Oakland. It's not just, you know, that uh, 21st Avenue to 98th Avenue area where there's a lot of gangs. and it, It's not all that. There's beautiful homes up in the hills. There's a lot of really nice communities um, I think you're, Oakland, the, you're an I, East yeah. Bay apologist. <laughs> I live in Alameda, so oh. we, we want Oakland to do as best as they can. And again, it's just it's all argument. You know, here I live on the peninsula, and I said, Rob, you know, and it's already happening. You know, a lot of people are getting pushed out of places like San Francisco. Higher rents are going up. You, you know, you had this Google bus that gets surrounded and say, Hey, please move out of our city. We need our rents to stay low. We had we have teachers in San Francisco that are moving out because rents are up ten, twenty percent. So Oakland and outlying other areas are going to to feel this effect. And I think it's just continually spreading as we see the economy get better. We're going to see this kind of effect. It's got a pr- it's a bit of a problem. You know, because we can only pay teachers so much. We can only pay firefighters and, and uh, police officers so much. And then they are priced out of the very market that you want them to serve in. Um, because there's this young douche of a kid from uh, San Francisco. Stanford. They'll, catch, they'll catch on. You know, if they, if they, they're going to have to have uh, pay their teachers more to keep the st- their teachers in the city. Yeah. And and that's going to be a result of higher home prices and higher rents. They're, they're going to feel it down the road. They just aren't feeling it yet. Right. And that goes back to the first hour you and I were shaping an argument of some people are never going to sell their homes in the Bay Area because they can't afford to move to another home. And the value of a low interest rate mortgage, which I have for the next 28 years, uh, can't be beat. So I can rent my house for double my mortgage uh, probably in the next three to five years. And that's pretty. That's a good cash flow. Yep. So anyway. Um, with that said, you can call the show 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm kind of interested in the end of the year. Who's coming to you? Is it new home buyers? Is it investors? Who's doing loans? 
new home buyers. New home buyers? Yeah, new, new home buyers and repeat buyers that have good equity flipping homes. Not flipping, but moving from one house to another. Sounds good. You can find me at Bait, uh, uh, Rob Black Show on Twitter, YouTube Rob Black Show. You can find me online at robblack.com. Got a Thursday night event coming up in Palo Alto on the 16th for income. You can learn more at robblack.com. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I'm sitting here with Tony Mendez, Bay Area and our off-air conversation is probably the most inane, banal, empty thing that you could imagine. He's trying to show me that someone from the Australian the Voice or X Factor Australia is going to be a big hit. I'm like, you are, you're a 16-year-old girl. And yet you said, can you name five, five people from reality shows that have done well? And I have. You came up with three of four. them. Four. Okay, four. Of which there's been ten seasons of this crap. What, American Idol's on what, season 16 now? Something like that. Something ridiculous. No, it's um, 14. For whatever. The point being is, you watched every episode with your wife, and you're a good man, and I can learn a lot of good things from you. But one thing I will never take from you is um, recommendations on music, because you you do pollute yourself by watching American Idol. Is that fair? Yeah, you watch The Voice. Um, no, I, and I've started watching The Voice more because I like The Voice. I like the format a little bit better. That they're not judges; they're advisors. Yeah, and again, I. Color me guilty. I probably watched three total episodes of the place. Yeah, you know uh, everything about it. There, I because I've got a good memory. So, and I do this for a living. I talk media. I talk financials. I talk investing. Um, it kind of comes with the territory per se. Uh, I would rather hear, you know, Boston. Who, you know, uh, I'm a fan uh, of music, just like you are, Rob. Aerosmith, you know. Okay, so I get my years and years of drug abuse, years and years of cheating on your wife, and just the, the staying up till 5 a.m. partying, what the craziness it does to your 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 viewpoint in life. I'd rather hear that you, kind of. Are you telling me to make some stuff up? Is what you're saying? No, I just I, I find the, like the voice and um, I just think that they oversing, they hit high notes. And everyone cheers, but everyone who's cheering, if you look at the audience, it's 16-year-old girls <laughs> who want, who, like Broadway musicals. I hate Broadway musicals. I woke up. I ate cereal. Like, you just you talk about your day and you sing it in a ridiculous tone. No, thank you. Um, stock market, SP 500's down fractions, Dow up 20, the NASDAQ down 12. A blizzard's hitting the northeast, 23 inches of snow falling on Massachusetts, thousands of flights delayed, snarling business transactions everywhere. Green Bay, Wisconsin, the temperature for the game on Sunday is going to be between 2 and negative 13. I love games like that. If only it were in a blizzard, would make it better, but that bitter cold, it's anyone's game. It's anyone's game on the frozen turf uh, 
on the frozen tundra. Of which, for the record, who's the guy on ESPN? Chris? Chris? Berman. Berman. I am so tired of him. He is bloated. He is so full of himself. He's bought into the character. He's going, muck, 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 muck. He's rumbling, stumbling, bumbling. Like, when you become a character, it's not funny anymore. So, I don't know. It's 130% true. Do you know that there can't be anything 101%, 102%? It's mathematically not impossible. When someone says you gave 110%, no, you can't do 110%. Mathematically impossible. Just throwing it out there. I'm exhausted. So home prices can't go up 110%? Over time. But you can't give 110%. Okay, so this guy here on the, the trading desk, financial website that I'm looking at. Good toupee or bad toupee? That's the worst toupee I've ever seen. <laughs> and is there such thing as a good toupee? I'll say this. When I lose my hair, I'm fine with it. It's gone. I don't need it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Does anyone agree with me or disagree with me that these singing shows just stink? Um, Give me some support, people. I need some support here. No there chance. are only so many words I can drag out of my vocabulary to say how awful that was. One of the best things is that he's going down pretty aggressively. Um, not a good year for music sales. Streaming up 30%. Uh, when I get home, I turn on a stream every day on my wireless speakers. Um, don't download music anymore. Don't pay for music anymore. Do you have Chrome yet? Chrome operating Google, system? Google Chrome, where you're connecting your Internet to your TV? Uh, you're talking about um, Chromecast. Yeah. So, um, no. I Not really... I don't know. I'm a little bit simpler than that. Um, no major interest in that. GM sales slipped. Ford, okay. I'd say the auto sales numbers today weren't very good, to be quite honest. Interesting story out. Cheerios is dropping genetically modified ingredients. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I know that Cheerios is something I would rather die than put in my mouth. So I don't care if it's genetically modified or not, but I don't know. I guess some people do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, mortgage rates, Tony. Three years ago, four years ago, we were all trying to guess the bottom. We are all trying to say, should I do it now or should I wait for them to go lower? And it was like 3.8, 3.6, 3.4, 3. The lowest mortgage rate that you got for someone, what was it, on a 30-year fixed? Three and an eight. Three and an eight. <laughs> I hate that person, right? Yeah. Is there something mortgage rate envy or mortgage hate? Like, there's something psychological going on there. Yeah, it's, it's like I'm not going to tell my neighbors, you know, what rate I got. Yeah, because there were some super low rates, and, and unless you got lucky, and I know you don't believe a lot in luck, but um, you you could have gotten the lowest interest rates. There was a couple really low peaks or low low points where you could have gotten a 30-year fixed with very low cost. That was below, you know, right around three and a quarter, conforming, you know, under $417,000 loan. But those have gone up. I mean, we're up one and a half percentage points from that, Rob. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 18% in payment higher. You and, I will, you and I will go over our theories on luck. You think there's luck. I think opportunity is created. I think you can create more luck. I don't. By being more proactive, but that's not luck. It's work. Let's go to Cal in San Francisco. Cal? Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Um, I have a couple questions. I'm a big fan of your show, obviously, and 
I'm uh, a little bit about me. I'm uh, 45, got no debt. I have a uh, rental that's paid for, cash flow positive. I have about 150k income, and uh, maxing out on my deferred comp, and I max out on my Roth. I have a pension, and I'm probably going to retire in 10 to 15 years. And uh, I've got some money on the sidelines now, about $200,000, which I was kind of holding to possibly buy another rental house, but the real estate market's uh, not good for me right now. It's the uncertainty that doesn't make me comfortable, so I may be a two-year time span on that. So now I'm wondering, with this money, should I uh, start a brokerage account and start getting some more um, index funds, which is pr- pretty much what I do. My, my strategy is sort of just accumulate balanced portfolio and index funds uh, over time and uh, wondering what your opinions are. How much do you have in a 401k, 403b? Uh, 200000 Okay. So I think you have enough real estate, to be quite honest okay. with you. Um, unless you're going to be creative with it um, at this point in time, I'd rather you go with more in um, uh, outside funds. Can you max out your 401k with your salary? Oh, yeah, my, my 401k is maxed out. Good. So for the record, you're doing great, Cal. Um, it's nice to hear. Are you single? Yeah. Do you have all your teeth? Yeah. Should we do a dating show for you? Because <laughs> I was kind of drooling at your description. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. So are you a good-looking guy? I'm a great-looking guy. Great-looking guy. Yeah. Do you like reality shows or not? <laughs> uh, no, I don't watch TV. I don't have cable. Um, I have a minimal cell phone bill, so I kind of um, i am a frugal type of a guy. But I uh, spend a lot of money on, uh, on having fun with my friends and family, and I don't waste it on garbage. I hear you. That's uh Pretty good resolution, pretty good way to live your life. So, Tony, you have any ideas for him? Well, I like the fact you, your rental's paid off. I know you're paying some income on that, um, on your rents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I was just looking at a list of the top searched cities in the United States and, you know, home prices increases year over year as well as inventory up or down year over year. So if I was to look for real estate in another city, I would look at where there's more inventory. That way you're not I, – I think you're not buying into the increased prices as opposed to working into a better uh, return later on. But, you know, it, it is, it's not just about the price. It's all about the quality. I know, uh, you know, rates are still historically low. The average interest rate for, you know, decades is 6.7%. We're still sitting about 45 to 5% on a rental. So – you know, locking in that that low interest rate also um, has some advantages. Now, you, you, I would look at a rate of return on that two hundred thousand dollars, and say, can I get the right rate of return in a in a rental property as opposed to putting it into a brokerage? But it, it, that, I only say that because you're already maxing out your other uh, retirement vehicles. Yeah. So, uh, in your situation, I would definitely have you talk to a financial advisor of some sort. Um, and this is going to be more common in this kind of industry where people are making decisions with their financial advisors as opposed to just going directly to a mortgage guy or a realtor because it's just so convoluted now. You have to make the right decisions going forward. Yeah, you might have too much real estate. If you do buy in California, for instance, thanks for the call, you may be putting yourself in the position of one earthquake away from having a pretty nice scenario to having a pretty average scenario. Um, to get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 
as January goes, so goes the year. That old axiom is proved correct three quarters of the time. So we're keeping an eye out on stocks because it's kind of been a little rough sledding. It's been bumpy to say the least. The Nasdaq's lower today, the S&P's lower, and the Dow's up 19. Okay, that was creepy. I'm sorry. I smoked a funny cigarette with this Robin Thick guy. Let's just say the filter is off. Anyway, I feel like I've gone on too long. Let me hit you with this. Three feet of polished nickel, valves, and my sweet bread. The Dow is up 20 points, and that's a Bloomberg Market Minute. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. On AM 1220, KDOW. Very 80s pop. A little eagle sound. Haim. They were probably the breakout artist in alternative rock last year. Three sisters. How cool would it be to have a band with family? I know it's like the Partridge family wasn't that cool. But when the Bradys did it, that was some Jacksons did it. Jacksons did it. I like my TV musical shows. You and your correct Donnie and Marie. Yeah, do you remember, like, at one point in your life, you thought Marie was kind of attractive? And then she just turned into a donkey. Literally, she turned into a donkey. Do you remember at one point in your life, you thought... Captain and Tino, Tino was attractive, and then literally, she turned into just a baka. I'm dying to do a financial show called Robin Chewbacca. Robin Chewy Talk Stocks. <laughs> I would, you know, they're um, redoing the Star Wars movies, and uh, they're talking about how there's going to be three more, so, mm-hmm. episodes 7, 8, 9, but they're also talking about how they're going to make three standalone movies, and one of them is probably going to be Chewbacca's home planet being invaded by the stormtroopers and the revolution that the one of the Wookiees the Wookiee revolution the Wookiee revolution <laughs> Elmer Fudd's going to be the lead Ewok Ewoks were poorly thought out huh um yeah there were some decisions made in Star Wars that weren't the best 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air it's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air someone called in and I hate people that do this and they tell my producer Yes. Why does Why does Rob recommend more aggressive strategies for old people? I hate old people. I think old people should be turned into food, like Soylent Green or Logan's Run. Do you remember Logan's Run? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a light should come on on your chest, and it's time to be uh, sent to the the chamber. Um, a light on your hand or your chest or whatever it is. And uh, I want a dystopian future that has no old people. I remember the first year I went to college. Um, I, I came home and I was like, what are these young people and old people? Because you get so used to only seeing professors and 18-year-old people. And uh, I was like, college is heaven. Like, I would have a utopian heaven 
be college, and I'd have a dystopian future where old people just go away. You know why I don't like old people? Taxes. Prop 13. Yeah. Yeah. And driving. I can't wait till we get to the driverless car so old people no longer run over young people and kill them. Yeah. So, um, probably a little sensitive to the people on 280 this morning. So, guy gets out of his car and gets run over at 70 miles per hour. Can you imagine what it would look like to run into someone at 70 miles per hour? That would be pretty horrific. You know, once in college, I was on a date, and um, I'm in my car, and across the street, I see a bicyclist get hit. So, by the time I turn and, and stop the car, um, the bicyclist was, well, the car hit and ran. So, I got out of my car, and I had to find the body. Because when you hit a bicyclist, the bike is at one place, the body is 30 yards away. And um, I just see if he was alive. And I told my date, I was like, here, take my car, go to a police station. Because this was pre-cell phone. Like, can you imagine we lived in an era pre-cell phone? And uh, so when the cops come, they, um, I'm standing with a dead body for basically an hour and a half. Um, broken bones, eye not popped out of his head, but eye wide open. And, um, you know, you, you're curious. you got to look. Um, but when the cops came, they, they were asking me if I did it. They looked under my car to see if I was the person who, uh, you know, had some scrapes on a, of a bicycle on my car, so... That kind of turns you off of ever wanting to help people when suddenly you're turned into a suspect. So, anyhow and anyway, um, what, how should we close the show today? Talk about maybe what's going to happen in 2014. Uh, you start. I predict Sharknado 2 is going to hit San Francisco. Your turn. I I, I don't have anything to follow up with Sharknado, but um, I'm looking forward to uh, the new. Hunger Games movie, maybe. Oh, God! You are a 16-year-old girl! I'm trying to push your buttons. You know, I found my dad reading the second book. You know, he's 70 years old. He's reading the book. Why Why isn't he just reading Twilight? I don't know. He was given the book. I would probably return it. No, he actually liked the book. He finished it. It's an awful book. She uh, She wins in the end. I imagine so. And... All her competitors are actually her allies, and they start a revolution. Did I spoil it for you? No. Okay. Do you know um, Harry Potter dies? I don't watch the movies. Okay, he dies in the end of that one. Him and Hermione get crushed. And, um, so Sharknado 2, I, I predict it. Um, Walmart is doing a recall of a table. That, get this. It's a card table, which you know you're already in trouble if you're buying a card table. <laughs> like, life isn't good if you have a card table. Um, and you're eating off of it. So they're recalling it because it's actually been doing some fingertip amputations, but it's made by Dongguan Shindin Metal and Plastics Products. I think that might be the problem. So I think that might be the problem. Cheap manufacturing. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Analysts started last year with an expectation of about an up 7% market. We ended up up 30%. The highest strategist that I saw last year was up 14%. And again, we ended up up 30%. So we probably pulled some of those gains into this year, if you're believing the analyst community. If not, I get it. Um, David Bianco at Deutsche Bank. He sees the SP500 at 1850 by the end of the year. Brian Belsky, he sees the SP500 at 1900. And again, to give you some perspective, right now we're at 1830. 
So two major analysts aren't predicting the biggest pushes. Uh, Barry Knapp, Barclays, 1900. David Costin, Goldman Sachs, he's 1900. Michael Kurtz, Nomura, 1925. So a lot of people are looking for like 5% returns or less. Very interesting. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at RobBlack.com. We've got a big event coming up Thursday, the 16th in Palo Alto on retirement income strategies. Sign up at RobBlack.com. Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.